everybody. Welcome to the Web Cave. I'm Dan. I'm here with Bobo. How the hell you doing, Bobo? Hey, Daniel. How the fuck you doing, dude? I cannot complain. Just got done with a fire epi of House of the Dragon. Uh, oh, thank you. In good spirits. Uh, well, what are we here to talk about today? Tell the good people. A little bit of, little bit of She-Hulk episode two review. Same thing with House of Dragon. And a little bit of MCU Hulk evolution from Edward Norton's Incredible Hulk 2008 film until his current appearance in the She-Hulk series. Yes, sir. The evolution of the Hulk in movies. And the MCU, I guess. Uh, are we talking much about the Eric Bana Hulk? Nah, fuck that. That movie was an abomination. An abomination wasn't even in that one. No, fuck that movie. Uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. We might as well start with House of the Dragon, and then we'll we'll get green and go Hulk. Uh, Not much House news of... this week. Uh, what? Not much news this week. No. Not, not too much. I mean, besides, I'm done talking about Warner Brothers <laughs> until something comes out. I ain't talking about yeah. it. I mean, from what I heard, the one good thing from Warner Brothers I heard is I've seen the test audience score of the Flash film, and it rated higher than the Dark Knight film. So that's high hopes for the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It makes I mean, it looks fucking cool. And, you know, the director's a really creative guy. He made the It movies and shit. And uh, Ezra's a, a pretty good as The Flash. So, and, and, I mean, The Flash, Super Speed is just a cool fucking superpower. And the fact that there hasn't really been, like, a main Hollywood movie about it is kind of nuts. But, uh, so I think it's going to be really good. You know, The Flash with a high budget just, I mean, I knew it was going to be good. So I'm not surprised that it's not good. Uh, and hopefully, you know, it performs well and shit, but it'd be nice if the star wasn't a complete dipshit. We'll see what happens. And House of Dragon renewed for season two after the pilot. Oh, I could have saw that coming. Yeah, they officially renewed it. Like the, It was like the day or two after the premiere of the pilot episode, they announced that season two was renewed. Because it was the most watched episode premiere in HBO history and television history, from my understanding. That's nuts. I heard it was like seventy-five million or something crazy like that. Yeah, dude, it was a lot. Uh, yeah, we might as well get into that. Now. Is there is there other news? I haven't really seen much. Um. My recollection, no, not really, from my understanding. I mean, they showed the official, I mean, IGN showed um, the official, like, live-action costume for Pierce Bosman's Dr. Fate. Yeah. I got to look at it's that. Badass. Incredible, dude. Yeah. It looks so cool. Absolutely. His helmet looks, his helmet's my favorite part of the suit. Yeah. No, Dr. Fate looks fucking cool in that. I cannot wait for that movie to drop. If they uh, delay that, dude, fuck Warner Brothers. I'm done. <laughs> they better not. They'll ruin a young fat kid's birthday. So If they delay it, they better that. confirm a Henry Cavill Superman scene. That's all I'm fucking saying. 
I don't know. Uh, I would definitely start the boycott of the movie. I I wouldn't boycott. I wouldn't. I mean, you can't boycott something that's gonna come at the end credits. So you're gonna have to go see the movie if you want to, uh, unless you look up the spoilers. But uh, I mean, I don't need Henry Cavill to be in it. I just want it to be a good movie. At this point, uh, yeah, that's and, what I meant though. Like, if they delay the movie again, it better be for that reason. For Henry Cavill, yeah. No, I that, agree. Like, if they do it for any other fucking reason, fuck them, dude. The only sort of issue I have with him showing up is it kind of negates the other heroes because you're not going to give a fuck about Hawkman once Superman shows up, in my estimation. Like, right now you're trying to build Hawkman as, like, a a threat to Black Adam, which kind of doesn't even work anyway, but, you know. No, uh, but if you know from the comics, he's just going to fucking die and come back again. That's probably even as a different actor because they come back in different bodies. Yeah. I like Aldous Hodge's Hawkman, though. The way he looks, looks badass. Yeah, he looks dope as fuck. I really like that pick. I like the, 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 like I said in one of the previous episodes, of like the, the racial change for characters, that was definitely one of the better ones. That was definitely like one of the better choices. Yeah, and as far as killing him, I don't know what they're going to do for like origin or if they're going to address it, because he's got one of the like fuckiest origins in all of comic history. He's got, like, ten different origins where he's, like, a bunch of different... He's a space cop. He's just a lawyer in one, you know. And, like, he keeps dying and reincarnating. So, his his backstory is kind of like a different flavor some shit, too. Yeah. Yeah. His backstory is very muddled with, with a bunch of bullshit. It's been, oh, like, redone numerous times. And, uh... But, I mean, I'm I'm excited for it. <laughs> I like Hawkman. I like Hawk Girl better, especially with the newer issue of comics, with her with the nth metal wings and the, her connection to the totality and everything. Like I thought that was all really cool, but I definitely I I like Hawk Girl better than Hawkman. Okay, yeah, it's Hawk Girl summer. <laughs> That's dope. Uh, Hawk Girl is badass, and like she's the one we kind of grew up with in the league too, in the animated shit. So most people know yeah. Hawk. Girl over Hawk, man. I mean, she is badass. I, I like both of them, but Hawk Girl is the way to go. Uh, yeah, and those Justice League comics were real good. Speaking of comic, I mean, there's some comic news, I guess, that, uh, I mean, Dark Crisis is chugging along, and uh, Barry Allen's officially back in continuity. I heard that. And on the Marvel side, I heard they retconned the Beyonder. It made yeah, him much weaker than anybody originally thought that he was. Yeah. Which is kind of whack. Like, I don't know why Marvel would take one of the, if not their most powerful being that they have besides the one above all, and then dumb him down to be a hell of a lot weaker than he originally was. I don't know why they would do that. Because they're fucking stupid, dude. Marvel Comics has been weird for a while now. I, I mean, there are still a couple things I'd pick up. The new Gambit series is really good, and uh, Carnage is like four issues and is really good. And the new Spider-Man run is like admittedly really fucking good. Uh, Spider-Man, his comics will always be good to me. I have so much love for that character. Yeah. And when, you know, I heard they were rebooting again, it was hard not to eye roll. But the Amazing Spider-Man issue one through three so far has has been really fucking good. So... Uh, I, know, and, I want to get my hands on some Spider-Man comics. 
yeah, I don't I don't doubt it'll keep being good. So, yeah, I mean that that's about it. Uh, let's talk House of the Dragon episode yeah. two. What was this episode titled? Do we know? I can look it up. I don't know. Okay, I'll, I'll look it up. But episode two, House of the Dragon. Episode two. Uh, what were your initial thoughts? I thought it was very good. It was a perfect follow-up to episode one. I felt like, even though this is only the second episode of the series, the way they set it up, it already feels like like Rhaenyra and Damon and Viserys and all those characters. It already feels like that we've known these characters for years already. They're already setting pivotal plot twists and secret alliances and power moves by characters and like uh, like different sex characters taking over and showing how dominant they are even like the women like Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra is showing that she's a bad bitch. Yeah, just a little. I'm oh, seeing where Daenerys like Rhaenyra I'm seeing where Daenerys gets her drive from. Yeah. I like the fact I like the fact that um the uncle Damon Damien he loves Rhaenyra, so I can't wait to see the betrayal that he puts upon her because he truly does love her. When she said, you just need to kill me and get this over with now, like, they were having a very, like, love-filled kind of moment. He knew that he couldn't kill her. He knew it was just an egg. He's not going to sit here and cause a fucking war because of all this. But, like, I like how smart the Targaryens are. Like, all of them are fucking smart. Besides the yeah. king, he's a fucking idiot. No, the king yeah, isn't. Idiot. I don't. I don't like his decision he made by marrying the um, uh, Rhaenyra's best friend. But like, he, he didn't want to marry a child. He should have like, married the child and then the good thing and waited till she was of age to do anything with her. Yeah, but of age is still fourteen, and that's still a fucking child. Well, he still could have waited. That's why he huffed. He could have waited till she was sixteen or eighteen. But he, he still could have wedded her. It's the fact that the uniting the houses together will make him a bad king. He yeah, made he, very had, bad decision. he would have had the wealthiest people. He literally, he literally just turned the most powerful houses in the realm against him. It's just one of the dumbest decisions he's probably made since he's been king. Well, yeah, terrible decision, but it's also what causes the Dance of the Dragons and causes a civil war. Because as we see for the preview, young Aegon is going to be born. And uh, th- yeah. that's the new era. And obviously, Renera doesn't like that. She's going to stake her own claim eventually. I don't want to spoil too much for people that haven't like read that book or whatever. But uh, shit's about to fucking go down. And, uh, like, uh, go ahead. But, uh, no, v- Viserys, he is kind of a gluttonous piece of shit. He does not really, he's not a good king. And I remember him not being a good king uh, from... Uh, like in the book and shit like he was even worse there than he is here he just seems a little sad here but uh i I don't know i think he's a he's kind of an idiot and and that decision could cost him a lot but uh i don't think he's gonna like i don't think he makes it out of this season maybe not even out of the first like five episodes to be honest i was having the same kind of conversation with bobby about that last night and bobby explained to me that He's a good man because he didn't marry a child, but it was a very poor king decision to make. Oh yeah, Ter- terrible decision. It was definitely like, as a, like as the standpoint of being a man, it was a very good manly thing that he did not marry the child. But as in the political standpoint of a king, 
he made the worst decision he could have made. Well, yeah, because, I mean, in this, like, universe and in this being a good man doesn't really mean shit. I mean, look at the good men, Ned Stark, and, like, the good men, it doesn't really work out for him. So, I mean, you got to do what you got to do with the crown. Just like Renera said, and she was fine with that. She's like, you want the 12-year-old, grab the 12-year-old, but why are you trying to fuck my homie? She got pissed. Yeah, that that was a little side twist. That's viscerous to me, man. He's... He's fucking weird. His, all his all he ever did was he listened to his advisors and he does the opposite. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. He's an idiot. He's a bad king. That's why they're starting with him and he's the reason why the civil war broke out. What's wrong with him? Why is he rotting? He's sick. He's I too. think it's dragon scale. Or grayscale? Or grayscale. Yeah. yeah. You might be right. I, it might be Either that or the spring from sickness. From my recollection of from the book, I'm pretty sure it's like an infected wound, kind of how like Robert Baratheon died. Okay. Obviously Ooh. not being yeah, yeah. by a board, but a wound being infected. So one on his back that won't heal? Yeah. Yeah. But I no, like I, how Damien loves Rhaenyra, and I can't wait to see. They work together. Like, they do. I don't know. If it does hurt her in any kind of way, like, it's going to be fucking detrimental. I never finished it and, like, read the entirety of it. I don't remember if, like, a love, like, a love relationship comes between the two, but I do know that they do end up fighting on the same side of the war and the same, for, the same, for the same army. Really? Oh, they do. He, he works with her against Aegon. Uh, I mean, we don't even see Aegon born yet. I mean, we see it in the preview. Uh, so that's why I think they're going to rush this thing along, like, I like. I yeah, think he's already too. Yeah. I think after season, I think this was like initializing, like the black, the black side right now, and then after season one ends, they're gonna do a big time jump to where Aegon's older. Yeah, but don't you want to like? I mean, well, yeah, maybe they get to the actual civil war in season two, but because Viserys dies, and because I don't think he likes Aegon that much once he grows older. I'm pretty sure when Viserys dies, he says, like, Rhaenyra's going to be the queen. Or it might be the other way around. But he, he says some shit like that. And uh, and then it, it's Rhaenyra versus Aegon, the greens and the blacks. And that that's the way it goes. So Viserys yeah, definitely, if green, he's not right? dying at the end of the season, he's dying midway through. And, and then it's going to be the kids fighting. Yeah. And the uncle? Yeah, because Damon, Damon's like... Damon like leads the Damon charge leads for the battle for for Rhaenyra. He's like the lead commander for the for the army. Yeah, just, like I say, yeah, like I was like I just said, like Damon to Rhaenyra is like how Jamie was to Cersei. Yeah, gotcha. I don't remember if they you know get together in any shape or form. I think I, I, I think he like, actually takes his own wife. I feel like um, Rhaenyra and Damon, they are like. When they go to communicate, they're on the same exact level. Everybody else isn't on the same level, so they have to talk to get on the same level. But when Damien and Rhaenyra first start talking, it's like, boom, they're immediately on the same level. Because Damon knows his niece is an idiot. No. And he respects her. Like he, She pissed him off, but he had respect for her. Like You can even yeah, tell him the smirk. He, he's like, this is a badass woman. And, uh, you know, I and know. she's family. She, like... Sir Otto Hightower, the Hand of the King, he was just walking in, being smug, talking shit, and, you know, it was about to go really bad, so then she popped up, and like she said, she fucking settled it without bloodshed, because it was about to be a lot of it. 
It was going to start the war. Yeah. That was a cool scene. That was my favorite scene of the episode. Just the fucking yeah, no, like opposing sides and the bridge. So good. Yeah, and the dragon was flying through the clouds. Yes. Oh, when she caught, when the clouds like start brushing at the bottom like for a second, and then she just pops up through. It's like, oh, this is so fucking cool. Yeah, I was like, that's bad fucking ass, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed the episode. I give it like a like a nine and a half out of ten. But I give the last one a nine. I'd probably go nine and a half too. I thought this was a little better. Eh, maybe not. No, no, no. Like I said, it, like I said, like secret alliances are being formed. It's only episode two of this entire series, and we already feel like we've known these characters for a long time. Yep, I agree with you on that. And like secret alliance, they ended the episode with our first secret alliance already, with the sea snake meeting Damien in secret, forming their secret alliance. Mm-hmm. I want to know who this crab keeper is. Yeah, like, going after like the crab that. That crab dude. The crab king. Yeah. No, I feel you. I, it was really good. It's it's only getting better. I mean, and like oh, it's yeah. truly Thrones. It feel it. It's a prequel, and yes, it is different, but it feels like the show never really left, and that's what I like about. It. Like it doesn't feel too different, but it also it doesn't feel like it's like more of the, the same kind of thing, the only kind of thing I noticed and it's really not a big deal that I noticed is that it, like if if you look at the setting of Game of Thrones like the first show and you look at the background and the setting and then you compare it to the setting and the background of House of Dragons it seems like House of Dragons they're living in a more technologically advanced and richer and more luxurious era later years well, yeah, because they had more money behind the show. It looks it's like like everything is more advanced. Yeah, yeah even the wagons that the um, that they had the it looked almost like an igloo shape type thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, like it, yeah, right. like with the jousting station, like they had that whole building with the big stone balcony and everything. And yeah. if you remember back in the original Game of Thrones, the that same area where the jousting where Robert Baratheon was sitting, he's literally sitting on a wooden fucking chair in the grass with a fucking a wooden tent put above him, like some shit fucking tent put above him. They didn't have the money. Years ago, yeah, but I have three hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah but to my point is, is what happened to it? I think a lot of it had to do with the War of the Five Kings or whatever when they overthrew the Targaryens. A right. lot of that stuff was probably destroyed. Yeah, I mean, you're right, Robert's Rebellion, but you are right. What? Different kings, different finances, but I don't know. Like, no, what, my point is, what happened show. to the building? Right. Why is the building gone? Like, if that whole arena was there, why is it completely different and gone now? It just, it comes to budget of the, the actual show, not not even between the kings. It's just it, the first season of Game of Thrones did not have much money behind it. As a startup, we don't know if this is going to work compared to now it's a franchise with a prequel and we're going to spend fucking $300 million per episode and it's going to look cool as fuck. Yeah, 
So, I mean, it's hard to explain in story, I believe, but like as a viewer, we, we understand this thing has a lot more fucking money behind it now than it did before. But they didn't, yeah. they weren't like, I remember the jousting and stuff. They couldn't do jousting in season two again because they couldn't afford the horses. So, so there was a lot of like budgetary constraints they had to do for that first couple seasons until it was the biggest show in the fucking world. But now they have the liberty of all this good faith because it was such a huge show. So now they can spend the money. But but like in the show, I mean, I guess you could you could try to justify it by saying, yes, there was a lot of uh, damage that came with Robert's Rebellion and all the wars and stuff. So, you know, they stopped having such luxurious shit, I guess you could say. But, I mean, to me, it's tit for tat. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the actor that plays Viserys that much. I'm not into it. That's the I only do. I, I do. He has that. He has that gloomy kind of face of like a pathetic. I don't mean to like shit talk the actor, but like he he's got the perfect face for like a droopy, gloomy kind of fucking depressed, weak kind of king. Like he's he like his presentation. He does. I don't know. I like the actor. He's doing a good job of playing a king who just lost his wife in a very traumatic birthing death like experience losing both his wife and his newborn child like he did a really good job of like that and like portraying it afterwards i don't know i'm i can i'm the opposite opinion to you i think he's doing a really good job and he's doing right i mean and they're also they're going for a different thing than in the book so i mean it is what it is because he's a little more of a dickhead in the in the actual book to this he's more a little pathetic a, a little more just kind of sad than, than just straight asshole. But I, I don't like. I don't know. There's something about it. It doesn't completely sell me, uh, like like some of the other roles. The, the like, and it's not even about being strong and confident because I, I get he's supposed to be like a sad king, but but some of the line like it just feels like like when Renera every scene she's in she steals it, and I just feel like she's such a better actress than he is an actor, and when they're in the same room, it's just like she's really making me believe some shit, and he's just kind of there, but that's just preference, I guess that's just how i I watch it but but the that's literally my only critique I, I think the whole every uh, other actor's fault that's, that's more of how the character is, like that character is just kind of in the room. You know that Rhaenyra is a more powerful character than Viserys. Well, yeah, so, like, I mean, his, that's what I mean. Like the actor is doing a good job of like playing his presence, even as Viserys. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't completely disagree with you. I, I feel like it is a little bit in the performance for me that I don't enjoy. But uh, I mean, he, he is playing the character. It's not too unlike what the character is. So, <clears throat> but besides that, the show's fucking amazing. Even with that, the show's fucking amazing. It's you know oh, there yeah. wasn't much brutality in this one except for the crabs eating flesh, which is a pretty cool visual. Yeah, man, they're alive, dude. And like that guy was fucking nailing him to a fucking post. Like that crab keeper dude is scary. Mm-hmm. And, like, the writers of this show, dude, they're trying to fucking cross the boundaries, dude. Episode one, live live action fucking C-section. Episode two, they almost give you a 50-year-old man marrying a 12-year-old. 
I mean, in the first episode of Game of Thrones, you were supposed to indicate a 13-year-old girl is getting raped. So I don't think a C-section is that bad compared to a child being raped. Well, that that's also an implication compared to watching a live C-section. It wasn't implied. You were watching Jason Momoa get behind, what's her name, and fuck her. She's a 13-year-old child. That you was, got to see her boobs and everything. That was consensual. It was not consensual. <laughs> I mean, she was giving away. She, did, she wasn't happy. Army. Yeah, it was not consensual. She had her own moves in her mind, so it was consensual. It was not it, fucking consensual. She had to ask a whore how to love a man or well, how to get both, Jason Momoa to love her. Yeah, you're someone who's being doesn't ask somebody advice on how to make somebody love Well, her. this is, you know, obviously months after she's been married, but the first wedding night, no, that's a 13-year-old child who was sold for an army. That's rape. Just no, because right. she falls in love with right. him later. It's just, I yeah. don't know. She was doing her duty, thing. but she didn't want to do it. And, and you're right. Well, I mean, but that's what makes it good. That's what makes the show good is that it's so there. It's not supposed to be comfortable, and that's how Game of Thrones is yeah, always been. I, so, I know, and I know. I've noticed that. You're right about that, Dan. It's a really good so far. Like that's all. I'm. I love Thrones. It's some of my favorite shit on in entertainment history. Mm-hmm. They're doing a very good job of keeping up with the with the vibes of the show and story. All right. Well, let's move on, and let's talk about the attorney at law, She-Hulk. Episode All two. All right. This, this review is going to be a little different than the last one. Yeah, because it didn't suck I as thought, bad. I thought episode two was much, much, much better. It still wasn't great, but it was much better than the first. It gives me high hope because I remember last week I, we're going we're definitely going to talk about it again in the the main course of this episode in our Hulk evolution. It kind of can it kind of like hints that we're going to have a good Hulk back like this, this weak ass fucking Professor Smart Hulk whatever the fuck they're going with is I think they're it's going to come to an end and we're going to get like a good Hulk, a savage Hulk back. Yeah. Yeah, because he's going the, back to that planet, Stakar or whatever, or Scars or whatever the fuck the name of the planet. I don't remember what the Star name is. Or I don't remember what the name of the planet is, but he's going back to it. And I'm, I believe, if I remember correctly, in the comics, that when he goes back there, that's where World Breaker Hulk or World War Hulk comes out. That's going to be bad. I hope that actually happens. Me too. That would be bad fucking ass, Doug. Uh, but I thought it was—I um, thought it was this episode was a lot better. Putting in the realization of a Hulk trying to live a normal life, and like Bruce, and like it was very interesting to watch Jen find out the hard way that Bruce was right from the beginning, and she should have listened to him. Yeah. And I thought it was cool how her very first new fucking client is is abomination. <laughs> and like, yeah. and then like, like, and that as well also confirms that this uh, this series takes place at the same time that Shang Chi does. Yeah, I mean, you see events from the movie going on right there, so uh, on that TV screen that she looked at at the end. 
Yeah. When it shows Abomination fighting. He fought Wong, right? Wong kicked his ass? Yeah. In the pit? Yeah. That was cool. I, I liked the I liked the episode a lot. I thought it was way better than episode one. The CGI is still a little spotty for I mean the CGI isn't the best. I'm not gonna lie. And I know they they've tried to fix it or whatever. It just it just it doesn't completely work for me. Like ever since you said she looks like Fiona from fucking Shrek, I that's, haven't gotten out of my head. That's all I see. So I don't like I don't love the CGI, but as far as the plot, I thought this episode was a lot tighter than the first one. And uh, there was a, it was kind of like, it's continuing the story. She's going to be representing Abomination now. Uh, and I thought it was pretty, it was pretty cool. I mean, I'm not expecting any great fight scenes or that this is, this is clearly a comedy and it's supposed to lean more into that than anything, which uh, isn't really my jam for the Hulk and Hulk related stuff, but it, it is what it is. And I, I thought that this episode did a lot better than uh, last episode at showing us that. And I actually cra- I did crack up a few times this this episode. It was definitely a lot better of an episode. And I also heard that um, Megan the Stallion is confirmed to be a character in fucking oh, in She Hulk. Since that came out, Megan she's supposed to be in. And I don't know if she's supposed to be another hero or if she's supposed to like be herself or if she's supposed to be like a villain that pops up or something. Megan the Stallion is a Marvel villain. I don't know, but apparently, apparently she's supposed to be in the episode. And I think next week, I think this week's episode, we're going to see Daredevil in the next episode. He's supposed to be in it. Charlie Cox is in the fucking no. cast. I think Jen's going to hire Matt Murdock to help her with the representing abomination. Yeah, I can see that. I want to see some Daredevil, though. I don't want to see Matt Murdock. Or that other girl, or she's going to hire that other girl, that blonde from the Daredevil show. I forgot her name. Paige or something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Because I actually think I remember reading the report that Daredevil's only going to appear in the show in the Daredevil suit. I don't think Matt Murdock's going to be in the show. I think it's just Daredevil. It better be. I don't. I don't know though. I can't. I don't know. Fuck Matt Murdock. I mean, his alter ego is cool. I mean, I'd like to see him be a lawyer, but I'd rather see him in the suit, fucking kicking ass. Come on. Me too. I don't want to see Batman be Bruce Wayne all the time. Yeah. Put on the suit and start whooping some fucking ass, bro. But, uh, no, I mean, this episode was a lot better. It had some more laughs. Well, one of the, uh, one of the scenes I really enjoyed is when she was like drunk or she was drinking at the bar, she Hulk and she walked in, everyone's looking at her and then she gets fired. And, uh, while she's getting fired, her boss is like, can you go to like normal form? But she can't take alcohol the same, like when she's a human. So she like goes back to being a human and she's fucking shit faced. And it, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. She fell off the chair. Yeah. She's like, ah. No, yeah, yeah, it was funny. Like different metabolism. Yeah, <laughs> I know you. You're not a huge fan of that actress. I think she's doing a really good job, though. She's doing a good job. I'm just, I'm not a fan of her appearance. The She-Hulk. Yeah. No, I don't like. But her I don't like skills, the character. I mean, 
She's not doing a bad job. Like, she's doing good. I agree. No, but, I mean, it's a good show. It's a little 30-minute, like, appetizer, kind of like a sitcom, sort of, but a little more action. Uh, I'm excited to see where the story goes. I'm not totally dropped off it yet, so I'm into it. No, I'm good with that. I give this one a 6 out of 10. I thought it was a little better than last week. I'd say a 7. I give that episode a 7 out of 10. Okay. You have any other thoughts? Or does Danielle have any other thoughts on She-Hulk? I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was good. Okay. I hope that I'm I'm makes me excited for the next episode. I'm just interested to see what happens next. So, what are you more excited for, House of the Dragon? Or... <laughs> oh, I'm hundred percent House of the Fucking Dragon, but I don't know, dude. She Hulk's killing it. I hope they touch up on Hulk and on the fake or wherever the planet he's going to right now. And yeah, me too. And I, I know because it kind of branches into our topic, our other topic for today. But I like it had me dying when he's like talking about fighting abomination. He's like, "It's dude, Jen, it's okay. I was a whole different person." <laughs> and it's like, yeah, All right, yeah. I get what you're trying to do. Yeah, he's like literally, literally, he was literally a whole different fucking person. It was Edward Norton. Like, okay, dude. Yeah, we get it. You were Edward Norton once. It was a funny nod. It was a little too obvious, it was, but it's I thought it was Yeah. It's the first time they acknowledged that Hulk. Yeah. It was good, though. I like that. All right. Well, we might as well talk about the evolution of the Hulk, then, uh, if we're done with She-Hulk here. We're, we'll talk about the big guy himself, Bruce Banner, in movies, in the MCU. Obviously, he started out in 2008. Technically, the first entry in the MCU, The Incredible Hulk, starring Edward Norton, uh, a young man named Robert Downey Jr. playing Tony Stark shows up in the end credits, and then here we are today, fucking 50 movies later, uh, numerous TV shows, and it all started from there. Uh, One of my favorite what-ifs, and you and me have talked about this at length, and, and me and Danielle actually share the same opinion on the Hulk, or at least a pretty close one. Uh, what do you, like, it's the ultimate what if, if Edward Norton would have stayed on as the Hulk. But what do you think, how do you think it would have went? Do you think it would have been as successful, or would he have to be a whole different, like, character than he is in the Avengers, or what's your take? I think if Edward Norton would have stayed, it would have been more successful than Mark Ruffalo playing the character. Really? Solely because Edward Norton, as an actor, and the way that he plays his roles. He plays like the guy, like a nervous scientist that has random fucking episodes of rage and it makes him turn into a fucking freak of nature. Yeah. He would like, he's a good kind of actor who like, he did a good job of that in his Hulk movie and his Hulk alone was very much more aggressive, much bigger, much stronger. Much stronger. Yeah. I love that movie. I mean, I think that's one of the more underrated movies. You still haven't seen it, Sharon. I haven't seen that one. i got to watch that with you. But uh, great fucking movie. I thought it was a pretty good, like, 
beginning to the MCU, even though that's a lot of weight to put on it. But as a standalone like Hulk movie with Hulk fighting Abomination, I thought it was badass. I mean, to be honest, though, I have a hard time picturing Edward Norton as a scientist. Yeah. I think that's the one thing Mark Ruffalo does very yes, well. Yes, I think Ruffalo is a better scientist than Norton. I would agree, I would agree with you. Because Norton's more oh, on edge. All I really got to say is you have, like, I, I didn't know that you've never seen that movie, Sharon. Definitely, like, watch that movie. And then, like, rethink the opinion. You might think the same way. You might think differently. I personally right. think Red Norton plays it better because, like I said, like, Bruce Banner is somebody who gets, he's like a nervous wreck. And if, like, the slightest thing will set him off and make him very angry and makes him, like, flip out. And I personally think that Edward Norton plays that kind of character better than Mark Ruffalo does. Okay. I completely do. I do agree with what Sharon said about how Mark Ruffalo is kind of better at the scientist, comical, collective Bruce Banner. What's the scientist aspect of being like the nerdy scientist? Yeah, I do agree with that. But for all other aspects of Bruce Banner and the Hulk, I definitely think Edward Norton does it better. Yeah. But I, I do agree with, with what Sharon said in that of being the scientist. I do agree yeah. that Ruffalo is the better in that aspect of Bruce. Yes. Now, one was, wasn't there one with Eric Banner? Yeah, that's in 2003. That's the second one or first one? That's the first one. I mean... But that didn't really start off the MCU? No, it wasn't supposed to. That was just another, like, licensed movie that they did. Okay. That, like, it wasn't that, supposed that to be part of any count. That's, like, the same as Holly Berry's Catwoman movie. It doesn't, it doesn't count. It doesn't – listen, if you watch that movie back, there is some all right stuff in it. The only two fatal flaws that ruin the movie is it's too slow and the CGI looks like absolute shit. They weren't ready in 2003. Not yet. They weren't ready for Hulk in 2003. But by the time they revisited it, obviously it became really cool and I mean, look what they've done now. But that that movie just looked fucking, like, terribly – it looked bad. It it was slow. It, that was a, it wasn't a great movie. That wasn't. Now Edward we're not Norton's talking about that. That's better. not part of our topic tonight. Fuck that movie. We're talking about Edward Norton right now, and then Ruth Ruffalo. Yeah, fuck Eric Bana. Uh, no, I mean I love Edward Norton as I like like I said, my version of Bruce Banner that I enjoy is that kind of unhinged, could snap at any moment, but also like don't let the big guy out. Whereas you know Mark Ruffalo is a bit more of that calm, cool, collected fucking. Uh, you, like he's just like he's a really good guy as Bruce, and I mean, and so is Edward Norton, but he's just like he's unhinged. That's how Edward Norton is as an actor, and you know him in that role is just really good. And Mark Ruffalo's a bit more chill, which is fine. And, like, the I'm always angry. Like, Edward Norton couldn't do that. Like, I was, I'm, I'm always fucking angry, Cat. Like, he, he couldn't do that. Like, like how Ruffalo did that. But uh, I, I still I still prefer his Hulk. His Hulk, his, his big guy was is definitely better than Ruffalo's. Yes. He looks bigger, he looks stronger, like he has definition and like tears and wrinkles in his muscles because that's how fucking strong and angry he is. Like Ruffalo just looks like a a painted fucking rock dude. And it's sad because I was talking about CGI in 2003 not being ready, but it's kind of sad that the CGI in 2008 is kind of better than now. 
Because that Hulk looks way for fucking Hulk, cooler. Yeah, than... The character of the Hulk, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, it looks badass. When he turns into the Hulk, he looks fucking cool. And Abomination looks sick in that movie. Yeah. No, but I, I, I think, I mean, if Edward Norton could have played ball and he could have, you know, not wanted so much creative control because they're trying to create a whole universe here, uh, then maybe it would have worked out. But I, I still like the addition of Ruffalo. What do you think about Mark Ruffalo not having his own movie? Because he's never had his own movie. He was one of the only Avengers without one. I think he's going to. Okay. I think in the future, in phase five or six, I think we are going to get a Hulk movie. You think it's too late? No. Especially, like, if they're doing it like that, like, where they're doing the thing, like, now where they're going to make Hulk break out again, like, he's going to be World Breaker Hulk or some other kind of, like, World War Hulk or some other version of the Hulk where, like, he's back being angry and strong again. I feel like they'll be set back on the right course we'll be able to do it. Right. That's That's if they do that, though. If they don't do that, I don't see any sort of financial or audience success in that kind of movie. You don't want to see a Professor Hulk? No. No, I don't. <laughs> Not for a whole movie. Professor Hulk the movie. Yeah, I'm good, dude. Fucking up kids' ice cream and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to see that bullshit either. His side character's fucking appearance in Endgame pissed me off. I would definitely <laughs> would not want to see the whole movie of that. You don't want to see that for a whole flick? The entire Endgame movie pissed me off. No, I I liked the movie besides the only part of the movie I didn't like was Hulk's part. Waste of fucking money. Waste of fucking money. I did uh, like I didn't know you were capable of leaving a movie theater angry, and you can. Yeah, no, you definitely can. <laughs> There's some shitty movies out there. I don't know if that's one of them, but. Uh, I didn't Hulk. like the Hulk kind of game. Uh, the rest of Endgame I did like, but... No, Hulk and Endgame fucking sucked. I hate Professor Hulk. I've been saying that. I, I fucking hate Professor Hulk. And that's what's so hard about She-Hulk to like, because it's very much that tone. And that, that's just not the tone I'm looking for when it comes to the Hulk. I, he's funny. He can, oh, he can always be funny, but he like he's got to have a level of badassery to him, too. They kind of clipped his wings I'm... a little bit. I agree with Dan. Like in the Edward Norton when he busted out of that glass hallway, like that's the whole we need. Running yeah. towards running towards like space waves and like ripping tanks in half and military grade weapon bullets are bouncing off his skin like mosquitoes. Like that's the whole we need. Yeah. And with Norton you like that's really think oh my god, this guy's gonna fucking snap. You don't really get yeah, that off a lot. I agree. I agree. Uh, but, yeah, that first movie, it was it was real good. Uh, and then you kind of see him as Ruffalo in, in the Avengers, and that's what we get from then on. I do think his role in the first Avengers was pretty good because they didn't show too much of him, but they did the iconic line of Cap. I like Ruffalo talk a lot from the first Avengers movie yeah. up until Infinity War. When we got to Infinity War, that's when I was like, okay, dude, like, 
Like the Hulk, when Thanos only has one stone, or he doesn't have any stones, the Hulk reasonably could stand one toe-to-toe with Thanos. He's not just going to get fucking bitch-slapped like Thanos did to him and then be scared to even come back in the Hulk form. That wouldn't scare the Hulk. That would just piss him off and make him stronger. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they did the opposite. They did the complete opposite. He pussied out instead of getting more angry. The angrier the Hulk is, the stronger he gets. But, like, in the first Avengers movie, it was awesome as fuck, dude. Like, he wouldn't, he didn't really have control of the Hulk yet. So, like, still angry when he was in Hulk form, he was just raging. Like, when he was raging through the Avengers ship that was in the air, and he was just fucking tearing it down, trying to go after Thor and and Iron Man and everybody, they were just going after everybody. Yeah. Like, that was awesome as fuck. When he was tearing down the fucking city and Age of Ultron, and then fucking, when he was doing the smashing Loki around in the first Avengers, and he was like, yeah, dude, that movie, like, Ruffalo, like, the start, did a very good job. That's how I know that Ruffalo can do a very good, real, traditional, like, original Hulk that we all want. That's why yeah, no, I'm, he can. I'm really hoping they turn it around because I know Buffalo can do it. He definitely can do it. And that's the thing. That, like, when, and <clears throat> the fact that me and Danielle are talking, because we really like Edward Norton's Hulk, but, like, Ruffalo's Hulk didn't fail. Even, like, if you don't like Smart Hulk, like, Smart Hulk was a part of a fucking, like, $2 billion, you know, or $100 billion movie. Like, like it doesn't matter. Uh, like, like, it's a successful Hulk. Like, when most people think of the Hulk, they think of Mark Ruffalo. That's been their Hulk for fucking 10 years now. Uh, more than that. Well, when right. did the Avengers come? 2012? So, yeah. It, it's been a long fucking time with Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. So so that's what most people think of when they think of the Hulk. It's Ruffalo. And, and he's had a lot of good, like, the first Avengers, iconic. Ultron didn't love the movie, but he had a great scene. He had some great shit in there. Even him yeah, as, you know, just Bruce Banner with... He, he made Ultron, too, with Tony. Even yeah. though that's not, like... That's not a good thing, but, I mean, it made the movie, so obviously he's got a big role in it. <clears throat> and, uh... Vision's the same style for Well, Jarvis and Vision, yeah, but it took Vision, well, Jarvis, Thor, Tony Stark, and Bruce Banner to make Ultron... Right. I love Ultron, dude. I don't know why you don't like that movie. That movie, I don't, I don't like the movie either. I like that movie. I, I think it, it's one of the weaker Marvel movies. I'm not a fan of the movie. I think Quicksilver's a bitch. I know. Yeah, Quicksilver is a bitch, dude. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> oh my god. How do you gonna be a speedster and you can't dodge a fucking bullet, dude? I'm sorry. You know, he's only blessed with so much power. Sorry he's not Barry fucking Allen, but he's still fast. Don't call him a speedster if you can't dodge. Spider-Man can dodge bullets. Dude, don't even call yourself a superhero if you can't even last half a fucking movie. Spider-Man can dodge bullets, but a a Marvel speedster cannot. Okay. What's the What was the point of introducing that character to kill him off in the same fucking flick? That made no sense to me. That's like, oh, Quicksilver. Oh, see ya. It, was, it, was, it, was yeah, it didn't even matter. You got to be a part of Wanda's change. She lost everybody. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but give her a, a movie of build up and then kill him for Wanda's pain. Like fuck. Like well, he was there for awesome Marvel character. Why does he need a fucking movie then? He doesn't. He needs to be in somebody else's movie. Which he Honestly, was. And he's gotta die so. halfway through. I also like Evan Peters Quicksilver. But it the didn't make sense the time frame. Evan Peters had a very good Quicksilver, and it was way better than the other dudes. Yeah. And that and dude, that dude, that dude, 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 they were about to kill, I think it was Hawkeye. Yeah. And he was. jumped in front of Hawkeye and took the bullet for him. It's not that he wasn't dodging it. Yeah. He actively yeah, jumped in front of him. Yeah, he's, he's a hero. But he's got super a speed. Human being he's being normal human push being him out of the way and save speed. yourself, too. No, nah, he was saving him, Hawkeye and the kid. He's fast, but he's like to be classified as a speedster. Like I don't think he's that. Yes, I don't, he doesn't I don't think run so. at human speed. The, he runs faster like than the like the Makari bitch from the is miles faster than Quicksilver is. Is she a speedster? Yeah, she is. Yeah, because she's abnormally fast. She, I can actually understand actually being labeled a speedster because she can actually break the fucking speed of sound. He can't. Barry so. would fuck them both up in a foot race. But then there's Wally. Wally goes faster than Barry, but not much faster. Wally's the greatest. But let's get back to the Hulk. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I mean, there there really isn't too much more to say because he was great in, I mean, like you said, in Infinity War, he got bitched down. I really liked him in Ragnarok. I, I, yes, they played him a little stupid without having Bruce there, but I thought it was hilarious and it really worked for that movie. Yeah, see, like that's how they can make Hulk funny—is him being confused and angry at things he doesn't understand because he's a fucking a beast. Yeah. But like putting him in this comedic role where he's wearing fucking glasses and sweater vest and Nike jumpsuits. Like, dude, come on. The Hulk in Ragnarok wasn't stupid. He was communicating with Thor. They were talking about old memories and shit. So he wasn't, like, dumb in that movie. Yeah, but did you hear how he was talking? Well, he's the fucking Hulk. Exactly. Do you hear how Hulk talks now? Yeah, I know. It's dumb. Yeah, oh. but even him acting like, oh, you you know, you been a friend. You're not my friend. Like, he kind of looks, he kind of looks like a fucking idiot. Exactly, times. like you're Banner's friend, you're not Hulk's friend. Exactly. Yeah. And now, like and now Hulk now, true. now Hulk now is breaking down the fucking theory of relativity. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck happened, dude? <laughs> what the fuck happened? I want to dub Hulk. That's all I want. Just let him break shit and beat up shit. And like, yeah, like that's the Hulk, dude. Like he's an angry fucking radiated fucking beast that just destroys everything, dude. But you got him over here taking selfies of kids solving fucking science equations. Okay. And and you like ruining the character too because you got him over here getting hit by a jeep. In what fucking universe can any type of car like a tank can't hit the Hulk? What is that makes no sense to me. One of the worst scenes involving the Hulk. 
I know, dude. That shit makes no fucking sense. A Jeep is going to stop the fucking Hulk. I was just, mad during that part. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. It didn't, it, it, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, the scene prior, you can throw a fucking boulder from in the outer space, but yeah. God forbid a tiny little Jeep that weighs the same amount of weight that that rock does hit you, you're done for. In literal outer space, but you're hit by a fucking Jeep and taken out, like damaged by it. Yeah, I didn't like that. But, uh, I mean, I think he can always come back into being like the badass character he was. I think this is just a phase. I don't know... I don't think he stays Professor Hulk forever. I don't know how long Marvel keeps around the Hulk. I don't know if they want the She-Hulk to kind of be his successor. I don't think it's going to work if they do go that route. I can't see her, unless they really fix the CGI and make and do some really different cool shit, I can't see her with other superheroes around her, like in a team movie. I just can't. I can't see her out of the context of that show, I guess. I I seen an article today that said that Mark Ruffalo plans on staying the Hulk long enough to represent the Hulk when he's 67. Because apparently... Maestro. Yeah, he wants to be... You know, if they go that route... See, that that makes me very excited. Because if they go that route... If they go that route and they do Maestro, I'm going to be very fucking excited. Well, Maestro... He's a fucking behemoth, dude. Oh, that's cool. oh man, if Ruffalo plays the Hulk that long and is willing to do it and he actually does, that means they're going to build towards a maestro and that's fucking awesome. Just read it today. He said he wants to stay the Hulk as long as possible and he really wants to be the Hulk. When that means Worldbreaker Hulk is, is definitely coming. Yo, if they did that look, that, that's a picture of him for you, Sheriff. That's the maestro. Oh, okay. If they actually did that... In a fucking movie, that would be so cool. That's <laughs> wild. Maestro is a motherfucker, dude. For an old Hulk, dude, he's one of the strongest Hulks there is. Oh, he's a Hulk? Yeah, he's a Hulk. He beat up Magneto. He he's Bruce Banner, older. Yes, he's 67. He's been stuck inside the Hulk form for like 80 years or some shit. Like, Banner's been gone for a long, long time. It's just it's that's just who Maestro is. We're going to lose Bruce for good. It'll just be Maestro. I'd be fine with that. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. I really hope that they do that. If he's going to play the Hulk that long, I really, really, really hope they do that. Me too. Yeah, I didn't want to interrupt Dan because I wanted him to finish, but I was like, dude, I literally just read an article today that's saying. They need to do that. They absolutely need to do that. Yeah, no, it's something to forward to. Like I'm looking forward to when they come back and they finally give us a good Hulk again. It better be worth it. Like they better give us what everybody's been wanting and what we've been waiting for. They better make it worth the fucking wait. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else. I I mean I agree with you. Cause uh, it's not like I I like it's not like the Hulk's in dire straits or it's like a struggling franchise. That's a character that. You can always bring whatever you want, but uh, lately, some of the stuff that's been done with the character, I, I like his MCU arc has been a little spotty compared to others that have gotten complete full arcs. Uh, so it'd be yeah, cool yeah. if they did something different with him. 
And, and yep. I mean, I'd love to see Maestro or even World War Hulk shit or whatever you want to do. Do what you want to do. But I uh, let's let's get something a little different than Professor Hulk at some point. Yeah, I agree. You know. Yeah, I agree. But uh, yeah. Ruffalo has definitely killed it for a while, though. Uh, I, I I don't I can't believe he wants to play till he's sixty five. That's a while. Uh, how old's Ruffalo now? He's gonna play for another fifteen years. They can always speed it up. I think they said he I think they said they want him to. He wants to play the Hulk for as long as he can. As long as they let him play the Hulk, he'll be our our Bruce Banner. And I'm fine with that because as much as I, I did praise Norton earlier, I am I do like Ruffalo. I do think he's a fine Hulk. I enjoy Edward Norton's movie a lot, but like I said, I loved Ruffalo's Hulk all the way up until Infinity War, where they where the writers and the the creative people behind the scenes kind of ruined the Hulk character. Yeah, and he's but been, that's like, not Ruffalo's fault. No, it's not. And because even in acting, like he was, it's not like anybody else could knock Professor Hulk out of the water. Like, no one's killing that performance. He, he, like, kind of did yeah. what he had to do. Okay. That's so. nice, Yeah, I know. She knows. Uh, she knows. Well, Hulk and Spider Man are my favorite model characters. I, I know. I was going to say, uh, what do you want to do next week for our episode? I had a couple ideas. I got one, too. What do you got? The idea that I had, I only have one for you. It's staying on the Marvel side of things. Okay. On top of our two Hulk and House of Dragons episode three reviews. Yes. Um, I was thinking about doing how the MCU has benefited since Tom Holland's Spider-Man has been included into the universe. <laughs> Sure, we can blow your boy. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, we can talk about Spidey and fucking because I mean he has been, had a huge impact. Uh, he's exactly. had one of the yeah, best, one best of movies in that Civil War until now, and like what he's meant to the Marvel universe and like how much different the universe feels with him in it. Okay. Uh, what what would we? I mean, I don't know what a specific title would be for that, but yeah, I mean, Tom Holland Spider Man. Let's just impact talk about Tom Holland. Of, huh? of Tom Holland Spidey on the MCU. The effect of Tom Holland Spidey on the MCU. I like it. Uh, I'm completely down. Because uh, we only really scratched the surface with him when we talked about all the Spider Men, and we just ranked. Yeah, we just ranked how we felt about the characters. We really haven't talked about the Spider-Man character in the movies or any of his movies in general. And since then, I've gone back and spent a little more time with Hal and Spider-Man, so I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah, sounds good to me. And then maybe next, the week after, we'll finish the Game of Thrones tier or something. Hell yeah. I'm down. We'll see how but, long the Spider-Man conversation takes. Maybe we'll throw that into the episode next week as well. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's going to take that long. You guys can put in something else for the segment as well. Yeah, we can throw something else in there. All right, you want to you wanna call it for today? 
You know, we can call it if you want to, unless you got some more, some nah. more banners. I fucking love Bruce Banner. My final thoughts on the Hulk would be the evolution in the MCU. It hasn't really gone where I've like really wanted it to go, but he's still my favorite Marvel character. And uh, and mo- a lot of the moments, he's got probably the most iconic MCU moments out of any side character. I don't know. That's a hard one, even with fucking Iron Man and Cap. But he's got some he's iconic fucking moments. The Hulk does. Yeah, I can't commit to the most iconic moments, but he's got some fucking great ass moments. He's got some bad. I don't know. Ass- Hulk, snapped, Hulk snapped reality back. He did. Uh, <laughs> that's that's honestly probably one of the biggest impacts in the entire universe. If you think about it, he brought everybody back. You're right. Beat that, you know. But he's one of yeah. my he's my favorite. And I'll always buy a ticket to see him in a flick, and I can't wait to see where it goes from here. I can't wait to see his yep. involvement more in She-Hulk. And hell yeah, man! You got any not final thoughts? Week. Not next week, but the week after, we are going to be doing a Thor: Love and Thunder review as well. Okay. It's available to stream on September eighth, so I actually have the availability to see it to see the movie, so we can review it now. We finally get to watch that piece of shit. Yeah, it'll be. We're not, we won't do a whole episode on it. We'll do like a, like what we do for House of Dragons and She-Hulk. We'll do a little review on it. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to get your opinion on that because I fucking hated that movie. <laughs> I gotta yeah, watch I'm it again. Not, but... I might not have a good review either, but <clears throat> I still want to see it. Thor, I like. I like Thor a lot. I'm tired. Oh, I'm like honestly so sick and tired of the fucking people of the of the fucking comic book world yeah. constantly putting up this Thor versus Superman argument. I'm pretty fucking sick of it at this point. But Superman I, would eat I definitely enjoy Thor a lot. I like Thor too. I mean, the, I agree with the Superman shit, but I, Thor is a great character. I love Thor, and Chris Hemsworth is great too. He does a good oh, job. He's a fine man. He is a fine man. He's got Sharon's exactly, exactly, Sharon's reaction is what I don't like what they're doing with Thor. <laughs> hey. There's yeah, no everybody reason. knows that Chris Hemsworth is a muscular, good-looking man with or without a shirt on, so they're capitalizing on the sexualness of the actor instead of the character himself. Yeah, but I feel the same way about Henry Cavill. He's a good-looking man, too. He's the only reason I really like Superman. Yeah, Sharon's clapping yeah, soups, too. He, he snaps so. General Zod's neck. He goes toe-to-toe with Batman with Kryptonite. Fights and that's, kills that's... fucking Doomsday. Yeah, but that's hot. <laughs> Sharon <laughs> hot and bothered over here, Doug. You're getting, you're getting you're my head all hot and bothered, and I don't know if I appreciate it. You're hot I'm going to need to put a fan in here. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll see everybody next week. You got anything else, Bobo? I'm about to uh, no, everybody join the podcast page on Facebook. Yeah. I'm in the works of getting an Instagram page created. And maybe next week, we'll, Daniel and I will discuss something. Maybe we'll let you in on a future hint of what's to come for the podcast in the future. Hell yeah. We'll have some more exciting news coming. 
on the web cave, and we will see everybody next week for the effect that Tom Holland's Spider-Man had on the MCU. And She-Hulk and House of Dragons, Episode 3 Reviews. Absolutely. We'll see everybody next time. Bobo, it was a, it's always a pleasure. Oh, yeah. Have a good one, guys.